It's Wednesday, January 8th, and this is Rev Thoughts, snackable conversations between Tim Thompson and myself, Joel Pilger. Our topic today is what do you do? So Tim, I'm curious, first of all, happy new year, but did you get the uh, win without pitching email this morning? Oh, Joel. <laughs> yeah, did, you must have got it too. Um, yeah, I did. I thought it was actually really, really cool. But what was uh, what was it like for you answering? What was the question they asked, uh, like a positioning statement thing? Yeah. So I guess for the listeners, the win without pitching sent out a beginning of the year email this morning, and they called it the positioning challenge. And they simply asked a question. You went to a type form, you know, kind of engagement uh, web page, and they asked a pretty simple question. They basically build a scenario that said, hey, relax, you're, you're sitting there drinking your coffee and a woman walks up to you, introduces herself, and it turns out she's a VP of marketing. So you think to yourself, wow, I would kill to have this client. So um, in the conversation, she eventually says to you, hey, it's nice to meet you, what do you do? So now it's your turn, mm-hmm. take a sip of your coffee, what do you say? And I got to be honest with you, the, um, I was trying to be very honest with myself. Could I really play out this scenario and answer that question? And I thought, oh, I'm pretty good at that. People ask me this question all the time and I can get there. Um, but in, in typing it out, I was a lot more critical on what a positioning statement is. And I don't think right. I did very, very good. I mean, I said, oh, I'm the owner of RevThink. <laughs> uh, we're, we're a consultancy for creative business owners. Right. Thinking which that actually, I would. Oh, right. Which is not actually answering the question, right? Because it's no. like, no, what do, what do you do? You own something? That's not, that's not interesting. I know. But that's, oh, that's I mean, money. I, being honest, that's what I would say in that moment. I, I, you know, I could, I could go to our positioning statement, but in a dialogue, I felt a lot more like trying to figure out the, you know, how do you position yourself in that moment so that they ask you the next question and you keep the conversation going. But it was, it's a really horrible positioning. I'm the owner of RevThink. We're a a consultancy for creative entrepreneurs or creative business owners, you know, hoping she would ask, obviously the next thing I want, would want someone to ask me is, well, great. What does that mean? Right. And right. if you're if you so, want that question, it means you didn't do a good job in answering it the first time, right? Right, which means you're admitting you failed the test. <laughs> exactly. I was and how Joel, come on, seriously, we do this podcast. We we do this all the time, but that scenario really got me. How about you? What did how did you do? Well, I I mean, obviously I'd better do pretty well at it because I preach positioning to so many people. Um, my version was pretty simple. I said, look, I help creative entrepreneurs to give them more control, greater simplicity, and bulletproof profits in their creative firms. So that was pretty straightforward. Like, oh, okay, wait, more control, greater simplicity, bulletproof profits. Uh, but to be fair, obviously you and I have done a lot of thinking and introspection and navel gazing over the years to get really clear on how do we communicate what we do. So um, I would say I cheated, but it's just what I've done <laughs> so many times. But, and and I think that's what I was trying to do and being honest, it, it, would I really, I think when it came down to it, would I really give those bullet points or do I often fail? And uh, in this, in the scenario they put forward where it's a casual conversation, it feels a little, you know, a little odd to just like throw out a straight positioning statement and 
and not be like in a dialogue form. And so when you're in dialogue, I think we want to get loose. We want to kind of keep it easy and not commit or not push too hard. Um, yeah. So you don't come across too salesy, you know? Well, or too bold, too arrogant. Uh, because in that moment, when somebody just asks you, what do you do? Um, it's very easy to feel like, well, if I just am so direct and point blank with it, I might scare the person off or I might offend them or I might confuse them. So I'm just going to say something vague and hopefully they'll ask me to clarify and ask me to clarify and, and the conversation will keep going. But at the end of the day, we should each be able to stand up and just say, here it is. And I know you, you had a conversation. Remember we talked about this uh, person we'll call her Carolyn. Cause I talked about this in my email that went out this morning. Oh yeah. That uh, the week before Christmas, you had this owner that was saying, what is it that you guys actually do? I know you're this friend to the owner thing, but what, what is it you actually do? Are you CFOs? And how did you, how did you eventually answer her? Well, yeah. So thanks for bringing up two um, positioning failures in my recent history. <laughs> I'm glad I could be your guinea pig today. This is my job. Podcast, right? I'm going to stop sharing my secrets with you before we get on these calls, Joel, because I feel like you just yeah. call me out. Um, you out. No, that was a really great conversation. And, and okay, so in that scenario, here's someone that has listened to a big portion of our podcast. Um, she was quoting things in the conversation. She was quoting things she heard in the podcast and things that we have written back back to me. So clearly she um, is very familiar with um, with who we are and what we do. And then uh, it's not just the scenario that the win without pitching is you're talking to a stranger. You know, she's not looking for a consultancy. She's not looking for a solution. In that scenario, she just wants to know what you do. Um, in a more vague positioning way. So for, for that person to say, well, we help help our clients have more control or help our clients with greater simplicity of their systems, routines, and so on. Um, that first scenario, the win without pitching scenario, wasn't, the person wasn't looking for that. In, in right. the scenario with Car Carolyn, she was, she, is, she was seeking us out. So the idea of more control, greater simplicity, bulletproofing profits, those sound great to her. But where she cornered me was she she wanted to know specifically, I've listened to you. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you do this, but are you a CFO? And all of a sudden, I, I thought to myself, um, well, of course, um, we're a CFO or I could be a CFO or we know what a CFO is. And easily the stuff that we do for our clients could go under that umbrella. But of course, I'm not a CFO because we that's one of seven ingredients and we do so much more and really the implementation of these systems and routines and processes that talk to each other that give you financial visibility but more specifically so that you can make decisions so getting to a point of decision points so that you could uh, roll out plans and vision and opportunity for yourself so cfoing is a portion of it and I thought to myself, oh my goodness, what do I, how do I say yes and no? Or how do I clarify um, what we're capable of doing? Because that's a, definitely a capability. Um, so yeah, that was challenging as well. Well, it led to a cool conversation because when you and I talked about it and we thought, oh, let's really help her understand what it is we do 
it actually got us really excited about 2020 because we started realizing, you know, the more clearly we can communicate this to owners out there, and we found these four buckets, right? Everything sort of fits into these four basic buckets. We started realizing, oh yeah, this is why we're so excited about this year and all the cool things we're gonna be doing. And I was gonna ask you, uh, did you get to walk her through those four buckets yet? Did you guys have that conversation? Yeah, but so but before we before I go there, Joel, let me just step back one one step from this. Um, because okay. this is really where I think is good for us in our in the exercise that we did. You and I know what we're saying when we say we come alongside business owners. Like mm -hmm. that's a, that's a really important phrase for us when we talk mm -hmm. about how we help, um, what our desires are, even our personal, I'll say, calling, is to go alongside this this creative business owner, the challenges that they're up against in running their creative business, and you know, and the smoothing things out or or building them up. Um, opening up doors for them, those kind of things that the systems and routines process and advice that we give creates that for a business owner. You know, when you say you come alongside a, a business owner, it might be good to explain what that means. So that if someone says, are you a CFO? You can say, well, yes, but I come alongside a business owner. I don't, you don't abdicate <laughs> it to me. And I sure. think that's well, I think... the difference is, can I abdicate the financial to you, be my CFO? We say no. We want you. We want to build you up. We want to come alongside you in finance stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's always this sort of question behind the question, where where we would ask an owner, "Why do you need a CFO?" or "What does the term CFO even mean to you?" Uh, and that's where often the answer is not a simple yes. We offer CFO services, or no, we don't offer CFO services. I always want to know. What's the problem you're trying to solve? Is it decision-making? Is it planning? Are you getting clobbered on taxes, right? Are you, are you struggling to make payroll every two weeks? Like what's, what's going on? Why are you asking me, do you guys offer CFO services? Uh, that, that question makes me very nervous. I would never want to answer a black yes or a white no. Yeah, and so here's, an, here's another question. Ready, Joel? Um, are, you guys a, are you guys a rep? <laughs> right, right. Can you can you go out and help do sales for me? Are you guys a rep? That one I think is a little easier to just unequivocally say no. But however, but yeah, do we, do we right? But do we come alongside owners and teach them and their teams how to master sales and sales keeping and the systems and routines that that improve and make sales more sustainable? Yes. So if that's what you want, then let's let let's work together. So that so, would be my answer. Yeah, and I, I love the way you said it there because I think that's the greatest intention that we have is the thought that, hey, you have an issue like sales or finance or production, and you think the way to solve the problem is just hire someone into it. So the you, a person is the solution. And then right. they think, wow, at RevThink, you, you, all the information you give about sales is really great. If you could just be my rep, life would be great, wouldn't it? Because you would just do all this stuff that you talk about, um, which, by the way, is very common in the marketplace. And there's nothing wrong with that because most people are a salesperson or they are a 
executive producer or they're a finance uh, CFO person. So they sell their service in such a way to, uh, to take that burden off. What we'd like to think though is that creative business owner has to have an understanding of the responsibility of the scope in those areas. Do you understand what sales is and how sales is different than marketing? Do you understand the issues around financial and the opportunity for decisions in the finances? Do you, can, do you have control over your production pipeline, the ability to make it efficient and capture issues soon enough so you can correct them before they become big problems? Those are the, those are the things we're solving with, with business owners. And therefore, to understand that scope, then you know whoever you hire in sales or whoever you hire in finance or whoever you hire in production, that person mm-hmm. will satisfy the role that you need instead of just straight abdicating the problem to somebody hoping they can they can get to the other side. Yeah, it's this concept that I hear you keep coming back to, which I really like, and that is the way you run a creative firm, it's actually a method, right? It's a method that yes, you may bring a resource called a producer or a CFO or a sales EP into that function. But the underlying, the underlying principle of running a business is you have a method by which you do sales. There's a method to finance, a method to production. And once you understand that method, you realize, oh, I plug people into this where needed, but sometimes I plug in a, a piece of software. Sometimes I plug in a freelancer. Sometimes I plug in uh, some commodity uh, piece of space or a piece of equipment or whatever. Um, so that's that's why the question is always, wait, why why are you asking that? What is it you really need? What's the real problem we're trying to solve here? Uh, yeah, I think you're onto something. You know how there's a saying, form follows function. And then mm-hmm. I, I have that one, technology follows technique. Um, mm-hmm. I think we might've just discovered another one. Method follows madness. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but there is... The, the really the thought is, is that when there is something that is frustrating you or something that's popped itself up or something you feel like you can't um, necessarily get control over or get to the other side of, there's often a method, like a systematic method that you can implement to walk through the steps to accomplish that goal. And, you know, we talk about the factors method. Those are the factors that influence your decisions within the company. And we have the areas of those of those decisions within the seven ingredients. Um, but to to know that there is a way of doing it, there is a method and a practice, you know, related to who you are, what, what you're trying to accomplish, and simple human behavior issues, you can get to the other side of many problems. So implementing method is is exactly what we we preach. So now we can get back to the the question that I sort of jumped ahead to, and that is okay, Mr. Smarty Pants with all of your methods and so forth, <laughs> why, why, why are we so excited about this year? Because RevThink is, you know, we've, we've come a long ways on that journey of coming alongside the creative entrepreneur. Uh, what's got us so excited about this year? Uh, this break has been really great for me. And I know you and I talked earlier today on our RevThink roll-up call um, about what the last few weeks have allowed us to do in processing um, the growth we're hoping to see in 2020. Um, and really there within RevThink, there's four, we'll call them like services. 
opportunities to um, to work with rifting consultants. And like you said, from from the very beginning, we've always had engagements, and those engagements are often one-on-one -on -one, uh, conversations we have with the business owners, or we get entrenched and get involved, like a CFO position or a um, sales and marketing process that you'll do with a client. But to launch what we're calling the CREOS or the Creative Operating System um, right now in January 2020, to know that there's going to be new opportunities for business owners to engage and have engagement with RevThink at a, at a different level. We can come alongside them. They could take our factors method, put that in place in their business, um, run some of the systems and routines that we've been running for years with our clients, take those on themselves and be able to start building out their own systems and routines in the areas of production, finance, operations, and sales, that's very mm -hmm. exciting for us. And to have worked very hard for the last few months and putting those pieces together and start rolling that out with some clients um, in late last year and, and some onboarding we're doing right now in January, um, that's gonna be a big move for us. I'm very, very excited about the Cree OS. Yeah, I, I'm excited because I know that eventually there's going to be tens or even hundreds of creative firms that are going to that are going to want to tap into that method. It's again simplified controls, streamline production, and of course bulletproofing their profits. I think is really exciting. But let's do this for everyone's benefit. That's that engagements bucket, I'll call it, or yeah. or category, right? And then we have these other three categories, which are namely the communities the events and the accelerators. It might be fun to just quickly mention those so everyone understands, oh, okay, these are the four different areas that we told Carolyn, this is actually what we do for a living. Yeah, and to and really you can feel how, it, how that initial kind of touch point when we come alongside business owners and engagement rolls itself out into, um, let's say like larger categories or, um, easier ways to create engagement. The stuff that you do with the accelerators um, is probably some of the best stuff we do. And it seems to grow into in different markets for different reasons. Um, but you have Jumpstart, um, the follow-up from Jumpstart is Confab. Um, Patrick Jager and I did Show Launcher and then our follow-up with Pitch Day. Um, but we have new ones coming out that you're developing right now in the areas of sales and marketing. Yep. Um, and yeah. then Ashley's building out the stuff for the finance. Um, accelerators are going to be awesome this year. Yeah, and maybe it's helpful to help people understand that by accelerator, we mean these short-term intensives, right? It could be a six or eight or 10-week program that's, that's almost following a curriculum where we say, okay, for these 10 weeks, we're going to deep dive with a group and process these issues that are very specific within one of the seven ingredients generally some of them span more uh, but those are our accelerators and then of course in the other category of events i would say we're really excited because in addition to cohort which are the social gatherings that we do of owners we have compound happening this year which is a new name for a series of events that are all about transformation. But why are you excited about Compound? Well, there's two reasons I'm excited about Compound. First of all, I feel like we lost the person and gained the person in Ashley Tulusic. Um, she <laughs> was 
such a pivotal person in developing these accelerators from the beginning. She was a great creative partner and operations partner for you for the accelerators. And then there was that tipping point for her um, in the second half of the of 2019, where she kind of just took off the kid gloves and started realizing, I, I want to do something so much more when it comes to these events. So she created the categories for us of labs, these um, kind of short sprint, one-on-one uh, -on -one or very small group um, ideas that we can just get involved and do a lab and solve one problem. So one we're talking about is a, a like a pipe pipe drive lab where someone can right. learn how to set it up and how pipe drive works. Um, and they can learn it in a few hours with you or a specialist in, in those areas. Workshops are the one day items that we did like pitch day um, and like the sales one that you've done um, all over the world um, where we can spend a day and we can spend a day with just one company or we can create a, an event for a day and deal with a topic. Um, and then of course, retreats, the four stages retreat that we've been developing um, these three or four day long items where we get to go somewhere on the planet, really take a moment to rest and think through very big picture items that you can't have distraction or walk away from. The fact we have an individual dedicated to that area in the, in the form of compound for us, um, Joel, it's, you're gonna be very busy traveling. <laughs> Darn. Yeah, <I'm, laughs> I love uh, I love the ideas that are currently in play right now because the idea of getting in a room and being personal and face-to-face -face with, uh, with owners, myself, Ashley, and then bringing in an expert or two and, and say we're all focused around positioning. Just today, we're going to focus on your positioning and get it hammered out. Or let's focus on pitching, the art of the pitch, how to sell your ideas, how to present your ideas. Let's spend one day. It's, uh, I just know that there's a lot of transformation that happens in those type of environments, in, in those settings. Um, and that's what I love about Ashley's tagline for Compound is make room for transformation. I'm like, that's perfect because we're all going to be in a room and that's what we're going to go create. Yeah, like find the aha moments. That's the purpose of Compound. What are the items that help you transform your business, transform yourself, um, even just get through one small problem and get to the other side of it. Um, so, so fun, so exciting and a lot of busy work. So I've got a new suitcase just so we can take care of Compound. <laughs> perfect. Um, and then uh, then the perfect bookend for engagements obviously is communities, um, which, um, I mean, what else can we say about communities? I think, um, this podcast is part of just creating a common language and helping people in the conversation with the with the business that they have, listening to other people within the same community and industry, talking through who they are, how they came into their business, and how they take on those challenges. Um, I think that global listening audience that we have with our podcast is amazing. Um, and yeah, then, it's been course, amazing to see it uh, to see it grow because I think last year. We saw like a three hundred or three three hundred percent or threefold increase over the year uh, in the podcast because we're now up to like three thousand listeners every month. Which to me, when I saw that growth, I was really pleasantly surprised to see how many owners are tapping in and joining the conversation. Um, and then, T, I think you were about to mention the seven ingredients, which is still uh, still out there, and I'm excited to see us re-energize that group which is that private group on Facebook of what, 500 or so owners from around the world? 
Yeah, and uh, re-energize is a great word. We know that some of our focus got pulled from that at the end of the year, and um, we we've talked through some very specific plans of how within that community there's the opportunity to share and grow. We can be more available and create more engagement within that. But when it comes to community, our hope is is that other business owners, our uh, our listeners out there, start realizing they're part of the larger movement and their voice is heard more often than just ours. So. We kind of leave the community part of our um, engagement cycle or services as open-ended in some areas as possible so that other voices can be heard and other opportunities can be brought about. Um, so as much as we can serve in that area to keep that community going and create some gathering places for it, I love it. And I think about um, what you did at Ben Design Conference, Digital Design Days, um, what you did in Amsterdam, um, even when you just attend someone else's event, you can kind of feel the energy around those communities really picking up. Yeah, I like that you just used the phrase movement because I think somewhere in the past year, we noticed that RevThink isn't a group of consultants helping business owners solve problems. It's more than that. It's actually a movement right? Where we have this somewhat ambitious dream of how can we help every creative firm thrive so they can make their greatest impact in the world. And there's a lot of owners that are excited about that to be part of that as a movement. So now you have these four ways or four buckets, as we described, of uh, if that's something someone wants to get involved with, join these communities, come to one of these events, uh, jump into an accelerator or talk to us about an engagement. So there's just a lot of, I think, points of access and a lot of ways that people can get involved. So I think that's that's what gets me excited about 2020. And for our listeners out there, um, I think we just want to always have the invitation open that we try very hard to have a listening ear. So if things are happening um, in your region and your section of the industry, even just with your company that you think that we could explore or, or um, find some expertise in, create an, an event for you, um, please reach out to us. We, we love that conversation and the ability to serve in every way possible. That's right. And that's, that's a lot of what the, those communities are about. It's our way of keeping our ear always to the ground, see what, what people are struggling with, where are the conversations, and also share a lot of the best practices and latest ideas and the news and so forth that's happening out there so that we can all together make each other stronger. So can I can I give a goal to our listeners for 2020? Mm, if I sure. had my like selfish agenda for them, um, I think if if I if I want everyone to participate in one thing this year, I think it's a cohort dinner. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know anybody that's walked away from those small gatherings of other, with other business owners and didn't have a, a positive experience from meeting somebody in their marketplace, discussing real issues and hearing some honest feedback and, and honest stories of what it's like to be a business owner. And in some cases, um, my favorite and your favorite is when they... Um, one business owner couldn't ever imagine sitting across from a, a, another owner that they respect and hear that that 
that other business owner had similar issues that they have and realized we're all in this together. That was my dinner I did in Melbourne, in Australia. And what was so interesting was the owner that said that was listening to an owner that he's respected and admired for years because because he runs one of the top, one of the biggest studios down under. And he thought, well, for sure, this guy has it figured out. For sure, he doesn't have a sales problem. For sure, he doesn't struggle with what I struggle with. And once he realized, oh, he's fighting the exact same things, just at a different scale, maybe at a different pace, but all the problems are the same. They had this amazing connection. So I think that's a very cool goal because you're right. An owner that comes to one of those cohort events, whether it's a dinner or a happy hour, what have you, interfacing with other owners, you suddenly realize, yes, we compete once in a while, but there's so much more to be gained by paying attention and listening and sharing and and making each other stronger. It's really how our our overall industry and our, our community is gonna thrive. So that's my selfish uh, goal for our listeners. What would yours be? Mm, gosh, well, you kind of, I think you put the, the one I would have picked out there um, as well. But I, I guess I would also just add that seeing some people plug into the events, because in addition to cohort, the compound events that are gonna be happening um, we're currently programming a year's worth of events so that as we go throughout the year, this event in Los Angeles, this event in New York, hopefully this event in London or Amsterdam, that people plugging into those events, I think likewise, is going to be an opportunity to sit down with other owners to process and gain some of our insights and our understanding that RevThink brings so I hope people can plug into uh, into some of those compound events. That's going to be very, very cool. Yeah, I, I, I try to set you up because you said it well this morning on the call where your vision of a basically a worldwide event. So uh, one place we can find in the world where, where creative business owners feel comfortable coming from any part of the world and getting together and be part of a RevThink community event in one place for the year as your goal. I, I kind of figure you would... Uh, feed that into this the solutioner group as well as when we make that event happen to get other people from all over the world to join each other and have like a really big cohort dinner is probably what we're <laughs> thinking in our room um, will just be so awesome. Oh, it's so fun. Well, I mean, I think the, everything we do is is exciting and it's it's great. It's obviously very satisfying for you and, and myself and our entire team. But I think it's fair to say that we have the most fun when we bring everybody together for some sort of an event and we're all in the room together and we're eating, we're drinking, we're connecting and socializing and all that. There's just, the people in our industry are so awesome. Yeah, yeah, everywhere we turn, it's um, another amazing couple, another amazing person, um, another amazing owner that's taking on the challenges for our industry. so much to respect and to love with this industry. Um, I feel very lucky. Well, I guess as we sign off, that this, these two goals that you and I just put out there for everyone listening means we're going to be meeting a lot of these new faces at uh, <laughs> either cohort or compound in the year ahead. So, hey, can't wait, can't wait to meet you. Hey, by the way, Joel's email address is joel at revthink.com. Mine is tim at revthink.com. Please, uh, I get a lot of emails. So, 
please feel free to add yours to our list. We were, we're always happy to hear from you on LinkedIn, wherever we can. So if any of the stuff we talk about or anything else you have going on could be helpful. We want to hear, hear from you. All right, Tim. Well, thanks again. Happy New Year. And hey, happy see New Year. how this year plays out. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, see you soon.